Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolster, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years. And on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Our friends at Mizzen in Maine, Black Friday is coming up. 25% off of all orders at MizzenandMaine.com. Griggs, I know that you have a Mizzen in Maine shirt too. I just wore one on stage at Nike World Headquarters. It doesn't wrinkle. I don't sweat through it. It's changed my life. I wear it to every event now on stage or any public appearances. Go to MizzenInMaine.com. J.J. Watt, Phil Mickelson, Kyler Murray, other world-class athletes wear Mizzen in Maine. But you need to wear it. And this is their Black Friday sale. This is the time. Forget promo code SBR. The Mizzen in Maine sale is going to be even better for you than the promo code SBR because you're going to save 25% off of all orders. MizzenandMaine.com. See them on Black Friday. Welcome to this Thanksgiving edition of Sports Business Radio. It's Thanksgiving week, so we want to focus on a few people who are doing great work in the world. We try and do this every Thanksgiving week. Our first guest will be Brian Grant, former NBA player, played 12 years for the Sacramento Kings, Portland Trailblazers, Miami Heat, uh, and others. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's about 10 years ago, and his foundation is doing great things to improve the well-being of people living with Parkinson's. We also have an announcement to make about some new sports business radio merchandise and a collaboration that we have with the Brian Grant Foundation. We'll talk about that on our show. Also joining us on the show this week, Melissa Harper. She is the co-founder and CEO of an organization called Good Sports. It's a national nonprofit connecting Fortune 500 companies and the sports industry directly to underserved communities in an effort to save youth sports. We'll talk to Melissa on our show this week. I'm joined in studio, as always, by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, happy Thanksgiving week. Same to you. It always sneaks up on me. It's like, hey, it's Thanksgiving all of a sudden, and it's dark at 5 (laughs) o'clock. It's crazy. I love it, though. Well, and because companies like Costco have started putting up Christmas decorations (laughs) in July, (laughs) I feel like Halloween and Thanksgiving are just an afterthought. On the path to Christmas now. It's true, it's true. Yeah, it's like July 4th to Christmas Day, all right. Right, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how early Christmas starts now. But anyways, this will be a good week to give thanks. For sure. And uh, before we get to our guests, I, I came up with a list of things that I am thankful for, both personally and in the sports world. Let's start with uh, in the sports world, and I want to get your list too. Yeah. Uh, we have been given the gift of two generational superstars recently, both in year two of their careers. If these two stay healthy 20 years from now, we could be talking about them as, as the greatest ever. One, 
Luka Doncic. Holy cow. Yeah. 20 years old. He's basically averaging a triple-double for the Dallas Mavericks right now. His acceleration from rookie year, where, by the way, he was rookie of the year, to year two, I don't know what he did over the summer, yeah. but, oh, my God, this guy is a thrill to watch every night. He's absolutely mesmerizing on the basketball court. Uh you know, I think he's going to be an MVP candidate this year, and he's a surefire MVP in the future, but he's 20 years old, and his stats right now are on par with Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, you know, anyone from that era as an all-around player, and uh, he's been fun to watch. The other athlete... And as we taped this, last night he absolutely destroyed the Los Angeles Rams as Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy has changed the way that the quarterback position is played. And as we've talked on this show, kudos to the Baltimore Ravens and to John Harbaugh for saying, we have a special talent playing the quarterback position. We are going to design an offense for his strengths versus, hey, we're going to play this guy at wide receiver. Or we're going to play him in the Wildcat. Or we're going to do something, you know, that's traditional. What he's doing right now is is ridiculous. And he's must-see TV. He's basically Michael Vick Part 2. He might be better than Vick when it's said and done. But under our sports Christmas tree, neatly wrapped, we have a Luka Doncic <laughs> and a Lamar Jackson. And I'm pretty excited about it and very thankful for it. So one of the things on my list, and we don't talk about NHL too much, but I'm a big hockey guy. Growing up loving hockey, my dad loves hockey. I'm thankful for James Creighton. 1800s okay. invented ice hockey. I just love watching six five guys skate yeah. around on the ice at 100 yeah. miles an hour <laughs> and know where to put a little black puck and pass it. And the it's just so amazing for me to watch. Yeah. So I love NHL. I love ice hockey in any any form I can watch it. Even our local Portland Winterhawks team. I love going to the games there. And it's just that's always fascinating to me. Just that sport and yeah. how these guys can move and play and get around and. I love hockey, so there you go. I'm thankful for hockey. Yeah, I went to a Colorado <laughs> Avalanche game earlier in the year with my friend uh, Declan Bolger from Cronky yeah. Sports. And when you see an NHL game in person, I the first thing that pops to my mind is TV doesn't no. do hockey justice. No. It just doesn't. It's it's such a better live experience. Big time. And you're right. The six five guys banging each other into the boards, but having the grace to get up and down the ice yeah, and the crazy. stamina. I mean, do you know what good shape you yeah. have to be in to play amazing ice hockey? It's uh, it's great. So yes, NHL. Uh, also on my list, we didn't think we'd get to see it, Griggs, but we got one more time. And who knows? Maybe we'll see another one. We got to see Tiger Woods win another major, yeah. the Masters, earlier this year. I am thankful that we got to see Tiger play at peak Tiger performance one more time because the kids and the young people of this era, they've heard the stories of sure. Tiger of the early 2000s and how dominant he was, but they had never seen Tiger win a major. And, you know... I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say after he was going through his darkest times, I didn't think he was going to win another no, major. So no. the fact that we got to see him win the Masters, we got to see him embrace his son in the same way that his dad embraced him when he won his first Masters, 
I'm thankful that we got to see that earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, and you're right. We we grew up and went through the era of him winning every single time he was on the on the course, and then take that fall and then come back to that rise. It was pretty cool. And he's must must watch TV. I mean, if he's playing and he's right. competing, you're watching golf. I yeah. mean, it's just you have to. There's something magical about his game, and when he's on the course, you're watching. So he transcends sports. Yeah. So my uh, second one on the list for sports would be, and we've talked about this a lot, Olympic Games. I just love yeah. the Olympics. I love how it brings the whole world together. Yeah. These tiny little countries can compete as good as anybody in in the Olympics, bobsledding or whatever it is. You got you know Jamaica, you got somebody else that you've never heard of competing against USA or China or one of these big countries. So Olympic Games, winter or summer, I've just always been fascinated and just I love the coverage. It'd be cool to cover it or go to one eventually someday. But um, Olympic Games is definitely on my list. Speaking of world competition, I'm thankful for the U.S. Women's World Cup team. Oh, yeah. What a great performance they put on earlier this year. I love the World Cup for the same reasons you just mentioned the Olympics. I also got to watch it with my daughter and how inspiring that team was for someone like her and the whole equal pay argument that we've had on this show. Megan Klingenberg has joined us. Um, what an inspiring team, but... You know, you see them get together as a collective and play the best in the world, and it was really fun to watch. So I'm thankful for the U.S. Women's World Cup team. I got uh, technology on my list for sports, like just the cameras, especially in NFL, the yeah. pylon cam, the yeah. flyover cam, the angles. You get to see the game now, and the TVs are so good. It's like... What's sitting in your living room is phenomenal because you get to really you get to hear the game. I love when they mic up the players and you hear them, you know, and you can hear the helmets hitting on a football game. But I love, uh, I just love all the camera angles, the sounds, and I'm an audio guy, so I just love all the behind the scenes and the that's fascinating to me and the camera angles and and just how they film games and and uh, and show games now. It's great. Yeah, it really is uh, remarkable how many different camera angles and yeah. but I will say this sometimes the referees still can't they get still it right can. no that is true <laughs> with all the different technologies that we have and delays in the game oh, for yeah. 5 or 10 minutes they still can't get the call right true true some pass interferences and, and yeah. things like that <laughs> uh something else I'm thankful for in my opinion the best studio show in sports the NBA on TNT. Oh, yeah. We've discussed this many times, but Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley, Shaq, Kenny Smith, they've added Dwayne Wade. Just a great show. I enjoy watching the NBA on TNT studio show as much as I do the game. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, usually at halftime, you're like, I'm going to go get something to eat or I'm going to go run and do something. But I don't want to miss the halftime show for NBA on TNT, because I want to hear what they're saying about the game. I want to hear the banter. There may be something funny. <laughs> the post game is also must-see TV, because that's when they get really <laughs> wacky, especially during the playoffs when they're yeah. doing the going fishing, or right. Shaq might trip over uh, a cord and, and fall like a big tree. You just have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm thankful for the NBA on TNT. That is a great show. I, yeah, Kenny and Shaq racing across the stage, and Kenny going behind the scenes and on the TV. I mean, yeah, it's great. They do a great job. Um, another one for me would be, uh, is the sports parties, like the food that comes with sports. I love having a good old football party or Super Bowl party at my house, you know. And that's kind of a corny thing to be thankful for, but I think it's great. You eat these things once a year at the Super Bowl party, and I love it. Nachos and Smokies and that's the fun part. I like eating good food, so thankful for good sports party food. Yes. Can't get wrong with that. Snacky snacks. Snacky snacks, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful for Twitter, and this isn't a plug, but I use Twitter as a news tool more than any 
tool. So I wake up every day. First thing I do is I get on Twitter. Like, what's going on in the world? It's a great tool for me to basically see my news feed in front of me all at one time. It's been a great tool for us to communicate with our listeners, obviously to communicate back and forth with uh, people who have been on our show, whether it's Damian Lillard or Maria Taylor or CJ McCollum or Tim Howard, whoever it is. Um, it, it's a fun tool, but I'm thankful for Twitter because it certainly makes my life a, a lot easier. Yeah, my to piggyback on that, mine was kind of the same way, was um, just the availability we have with athletes, you know, because of social media. It's so cool to know what, you know, Kevin Durant's doing in the locker room or what he's doing after the game or what LeBron's doing with, you know, his feed and social feed and what he's helping out with. It's so cool because you get to know athletes like we never, growing up, you didn't have a clue. When you saw him on the on the screen, that's it. Then you don't know what's going on. Now you get this behind the scenes with so many different athletes and the platforms they use to post what they're, what they're following or what they're supporting or what they're pushing. And that's pretty cool. I'm thankful that we get to know these stars a lot more than we used to. Well, and, and so that dovetails into the point I was going to make. 2019, I was going through our guest list. This may be the best year oh, that yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. This is year 15 for Sports Business Radio. But in 2019, just this year, Damian Lillard, Tim Howard, Megan Klingenberg, Alex Honnold from Free Solo, who's won an Oscar, Andre Iguodala, CJ McCollum, Kevin Harvick, Doug Baldwin Jr., Jeannie Buss, Rick Welts, Peter O'Reilly, who runs the Super Bowl for the NFL, Carolyn Joyce, Andrew Hawkins, Maria Taylor. Those are some of the guests Crazy. that we've had on the show this year. I've enjoyed my conversations with all of them, and I'm thankful that they've taken the time to join us. And I love the fact, and this is the feedback I get all the time, is Boy, when I listen to Sports Business Radio, I hear a unique conversation. I get to hear a different side of that person yeah. than I normally hear. And I love that because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to show you a different side of an athlete, of an executive, uh, of a team owner, of you know whoever comes on this show. Someone like Maria Taylor last week, who was gracious enough after joining us to go meet our former intern Hadley Hack on the sideline at the Arizona State Oregon game when she was working that game. I love the fact that we have good people that join us every week and that we get to know a different side of them. I certainly got to know a different side of Damian Lillard. Oh yeah, uh, when he was on that interview, has become our most listened to interview in the 15 year history of. Sports Business Radio. Yeah. So I'm thankful for the great guests that we've had on our show this year. Yeah. What a, I mean, what a year. You just, you get to learn so much. You get a half hour with these people ish and you just learn so much more behind the scenes and what it really takes to be an athlete like Dame and what he's doing off the court or like Maria last weekend, you know, how much she played volleyball and what, how, where she came from to get her into sports and how she loves talking to these players and coaches. Yeah. You just get to learn so much. It's a, it's a very cool show because you learn so much. It's not just the normal, you know, X's and O's. You get the behind the scenes stuff. So I, I love it too. And we still got a great road show coming up. We got another month here of uh, fun stuff ahead. Marianne Turk, the COO of the NFL, will be at our Sports Business Radio Roadshow presented by Boingo. You can use the hashtag SBRNFL if you want to follow that conversation or if you want to submit a question in advance of that show to potentially have Marianne answer. Keep it clean. <laughs> we moderate those things. So <laughs> yes, if you do. send us a, a wacky question... It's not going to make it through. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun road show. We get to go to New York. Yeah. Uh, some things personally that I'm thankful for. I'm very thankful for the great work that you do 
Uh, Cameron Sandage is on our team. He does a great job with our Sports Business Radio and Sports PR Summit graphics and branding. Uh, Brad Kinzer is our fantastic photographer that takes great pictures at Sports PR Summit and some of our road shows. Hadley Heck has been our intern. Josh Blank has been uh, my business partner from long ago. Keith Foreman, my co-founder on this show 15 years ago. So thankful for all of the, the founding fathers and the people like you who help us keep Sports Business Radio going as we enter year 16. Can you believe that? That's crazy. I know. And I, I think I've been 10 years-ish for me, 10, 11 years, I think yeah. I've been part of it. So yeah, it's been a, a great run. And like we've always said, we were podcasting before podcasting was podcasting. We're OGs. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm very thankful for the show. I'm thankful that I get to do literally what I love to do every day. I mean, I went to school for radio and production and sound and audio, and I'm still doing it. I love doing it every day, so I'm thankful for that. Thankful for my awesome wife, Tricia, my son, Kellen. I know you love Sophia, your daughter, and having a kid is phenomenal, and it changes your life for the, for the better. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm thankful for, for family and, and friends and just a, a good job and a great place to live, and, uh, yeah, I can't complain. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. So thankful for my daughter, Sophia, and, you know, just family. It's, it's hopefully if you're listening to this, you're taking inventory of what you have to give thanks for this week. We all have something to give thanks for. I know that some of us have it much harder than others. Uh, and I don't want to make light of that, but, you know, we all have something to be thankful for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully you take inventory. I hope that everyone listening to this is going to get a chance to spend some time with the people that mean the most to them this week. And we've got some conversations coming up for you with Melissa Harper and Brian Grant that will keep you occupied on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio, whether you're traveling on an airplane. Thank God I'm not for the Thanksgiving holidays or you're in your car you're working out, whatever it is, enjoy this week's edition of Sports Business Radio. And thank you. I am thankful for our listeners, our followers on social media, and for all of you who interact with us throughout the year. Thanks for listening to Sports Business Radio. Coming up next, Brian Grant, former NBA player and the founder of the Brian Grant Foundation. When it comes to stadiums and arenas, every sports pro knows wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art Wi-Fi and cellular services that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about 5G? Boingo's expert team helps you carry the ball through a complex technology landscape to deliver wireless solutions that will delight fans and deepen loyalty season after season. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. With Boingo, stadiums and arenas enjoy unique operating efficiencies, revenue opportunities, and digital insights into their fan base. That's a win-win. Boingo works with major league sports venues like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, and University Stadiums like University of Louisville and K-State. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. If you would like more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Joining us now on the Blinder Guest Line is Brian Grant. Brian Grant played 12 years in the NBA with the Sacramento Kings, the Portland Trailblazers, the Miami Heat, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Phoenix Suns. Brian is 
a terrific friend. He is also the founder of the Brian Grant Foundation. You can find them online at briangrant.org. Brian was diagnosed with Parkinson's about 10 years ago, and the Brian Grant Foundation provides tools for improving the well-being of people living with Parkinson's. Well, there are few people in the world who mean as much to me as my next guest, my brother from another mother, Brian Grant. Brian, how are you? From another mother, for sure. I'm going to I'm good. Happy Thanksgiving week. Uh, wanted to bring you on to shine the spotlight on the great work that the Brian Grant Foundation is doing. You were diagnosed about 10 years ago with Parkinson's, and your foundation is doing great work to improve the well-being of people living with Parkinson's. Talk a little bit about your foundation for our listeners, if you would. You know, when we first started off, with, you know, and I figured that I wanted to start a foundation to join the fight with Michael J. Fox and Muhammad Ali. I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know how I could help because Fox was um, taking care of the research end of it. And he raises millions of dollars each and every year. And if we do find a cure, it'll, it'll come through their efforts. I guarantee you that. And then Muhammad Ali was working with patient care down in uh, Arizona. So after a while, I just figured, you know, the more and more people I was starting to meet we're getting younger and younger and i figured well what can i do to help myself as well as others who are still young have family uh you know things that they still people that still need to work how can i help that that those people and we came out with exercise and nutrition and um, you know the good thing about us is moving forward we never wanted to put anything out that wasn't proven or hadn't been published and so all of our work Thank, you know, thank God that we're here in Portland, Oregon with a great organization like OHSU, and we get all our uh, exercises as well as nutritional values through them. You've met so then, many, you've met so many people with Parkinson's over the course of your journey. What do they tell you about just living with Parkinson's, and also how the foundation is helping them? I think the number one thing is, is the fact that we're able to open up to one another. Because uh, even for myself, uh, being in the position I was in, knowing as many people and doctors and, and people that you know I had right in front of me to help me do it, the number one person is the number one group of people that helped me get through being diagnosed and learning more about this disease were other patients. And just having that conversation and being able to bring up things and and realize that, you know, most people think that Parkinson's is either someone who's freezing or someone who's tremoring, but it goes so much deeper than that. And I think with, uh, you know, the exercise classes uh, and the nutritional panel that we put together, it gives people something to do to be proactive rather than just sitting on their couch waiting another six months to see their neurologist because that's what a lot of people are doing. Yeah, and I know a lot of people struggle even with things like, how do I tell my family? How do I tell my friends? How do I tell my employer? And you guys have helped with that as well. Because it used to be that, you know, you got diagnosed with Parkinson's and you kind of tried to hide it for a while. Absolutely. I hit it, you know, I hit it for, you know, maybe the first six to eight months, which wasn't really that long, but it was long to me because, I wished I was able to come out and uh, maybe got into a broadcasting 
position, things that I really was looking forward to attempting to do once I was retired. But, I mean, think about it. I mean, you and I are best friends. We've been friends since, you know, 97. And when I was diagnosed, how did you feel when I you know, came to, to burn, have Parkinson's? I mean, you, you could tell, you know, your audience that, you know, you wanted to, you know, first of all, make sure that I was all right. But what do you say to somebody when they tell you that, especially when you're as close as we were and still are? Yeah, no, I, I totally I totally agree. And the other thing is, you know, people used to look at it as, oh, you know, this is this is really horrible news. But there are people who are living longer than they've ever lived before with Parkinson's. And that's what I'm so proud of you for, Brian, is you found that lane and you know, instead of looking for the cure, instead of focusing on the medical side, you're really focusing on helping people live a long life with Parkinson's and, you know, interact with their family and, like you said, exercise and nutrition. And you've just helped so many people through your foundation. Yeah, we don't cut out the medical side because the medical side is a big part of it, too. We just try to get people to realize that, you know, staying on your daily regimen of taking pills isn't enough. You have to do more. You have to stay active. You know, you have to eat better, have a, a, a different diet. Try to get a routine because, as you know, Burger, you know, we we got a big monster hill around here that we walk everybody, and it's, it, it's killer, and, you know, it's waiting on us. But there's been a lot of times when you've called and said, are we going to hit the mountain, and I'm just not up for it. And, and that's depression, things like that. So... Just being able to, you know, get off the couch and be proactive and do something, keep moving, that's the number one thing. And luckily, you know, you are an elite athlete, so you're used to regimens and you're used to exercise. And, you know, I know you do things. Uh, you, there's classes offered by the Brian Grant Foundation and ways to keep fit and, and limber and yoga and things like that. So that's all been uh, really inspiring as well. Yeah, I mean, we just we just went out there and we take the information that's already proven and we just try to put it all in one place rather than having to go through searching the Internet, looking for this, looking for that. We try to make it a one-stop shop thing uh, where a person who is newly diagnosed can look at our website and say, okay, these things are things that are going to help me in the long run, but what do I do now? Uh, and we'll steer people towards other organizations if we don't have that answer, then we'll, we'll put them in the right direction to someone who does. So Giving Tuesday is coming up on Tuesday, December 3rd. And what we wanted to do is we just came out with some Sports Business Radio merch, some T-shirts. And as our gift to you, Brian, we wanted to donate a portion of the proceeds raised from the sale of our Sports Business Radio T-shirts to the Brian Grant Foundation because we think wow. we're you're just doing amazing work and you know we want to shine the spotlight on your foundation. So uh, as soon as we post this podcast, we're going to put out on Twitter and Instagram the way that you can order Sports Business Radio merchandise, and you'll see that part of the proceeds are going to the Brian Grant Foundation. So I hope that little bit that we're able to uh, raise is is helpful. Every, every penny counts. Everything counts, and, and even more so than the money is just having it in your heart to, 
still want to help Burger. You, you've been there. You've been a friend since we started working together back in 97. You know, when I left to go to Miami, you know, our friendship didn't stay here. It left with me. We continue to be really close friends. And I just want, I can't tell you, I can't thank you enough for your friendship, Brian. Thank you. I really appreciate it, truly. No, I, like I said at the beginning of the conversation, you're, you're my brother. I would do anything for you. This is a, a small, uh, contribution, but I do want to shine the spotlight on the great work the foundation is doing. Before I let you go, I know you're doing speaking engagements around the country too. When you're speaking to organizations, uh, what are you talking to them about? Just, uh, opportunity. Being able to capitalize on opportunities that are set before you. That's the number one thing with me. I look at my life and I've really had time to go back and reflect on the journey that I've taken going from a town of 1,800 people growing up in a time when there wasn't much opportunity for anyone, especially young African-American male, being able to make it to college, being able to get drafted eighth in the draft, and then all of a sudden being, draft, being uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's. It's been one heck of a ride, and uh, I, I like to share that with people, and in sharing that story, you'll see examples of uh, the underdog overcoming. Uh, you see examples of we all fall, but do we get back up after we fall? Things like that. Well, you have an incredible story. It's so inspiring. You have different phases of your life. Like you said, the the time growing up in Georgetown, Ohio, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to uh, to be back home with you, uh, making it to Xavier when people didn't think you were going to be able to make the college team. And then, like you said, you get drafted in the lottery by the Sacramento Kings, 12-year career in the NBA, and now you're you're fighting Parkinson's and you're leading the battle uh, with your foundation. So I'm so proud of you. Um, if you want to learn more about the Brian Grant Foundation, you can go to BrianGrant.org. You can follow them on Twitter at BrianGrantOrg. And if you want to order Sports Business Radio merchandise, again, part of the proceeds going to the Brian Grant Foundation, you can find details on our Twitter feed at SB Radio or on our Instagram feed at Sports Business Radio. BG, keep up the great work. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, you know we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you, Berg. And once we get through uh, past Thursday, we got the hill, brother. We're going to need to work it off, for sure. So, <laughs> right on. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Bringing you the biggest names in sports business. Without further ado, we all know this gentleman. Let's give David Stern a big round of applause. Let's welcome the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert. Give him a hand. Let's give a big hand to USC alum and co-owner of the Lakers and president of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. Thank you so, so much for having me, Brian. It was very, very kind, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Sir Charles, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing this morning? Today's guest is Memphis Grizzlies head coach David Fisdale. Get a man, Bart. My guest is tennis icon Chris Everett. It was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Pleased to welcome to the show... 
Kyrie Irving, the number one pick in the 2011 NBA Draft. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be joined by Pete Carroll, the executive VP of football operations and the head football coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Coach, how are you? Doing good. What's going on? Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio. Joining me now on the Blinder Guest Line is Melissa Harper, the co-founder and CEO of Good Sports, a national nonprofit connecting Fortune 500 companies and the sports industry directly to underserved communities in an effort to save youth sports. Melissa, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Let's start off by having you tell our listeners what Good Sports is and the mission of the organization, if you would. So Good Sports is a national nonprofit organization focused on making sure that cost is not a barrier for kids' participation in sports and fitness activities. So Good Sports donates sports and fitness equipment to ensure that all kids have access to play regardless of their economics. And I know over the course of your existence, I mean, literally tens of millions of dollars you've donated so that kids can play sports. That's amazing. And you work with a lot of Fortune 500 companies, Adidas, Under Armour, and others. Tell us about that model. Absolutely. So Good Sports is, um, we, we focus on the equipment barrier because equipment is such a driver of the cost of these sports. And what we discovered is that by partnering with the sporting goods manufacturers, we can solve a business problem for them while simultaneously benefiting the community. So when a a corporate partner like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, any of the dozens of manufacturers that we work with has excess products that they um, aren't going to sell, they don't want on the discount market, they donate it to good sports and we get it into the hands of the kids who need it most. When we started, our first donation was 500 basketballs from Spalding when they were based in Chicopee, Massachusetts. We uh, leveraged those balls to donate them to a handful of organizations in Boston, and 2,000 kids played with those balls. But since then, we have continued to grow, and now we've distributed $50 million worth of equipment to over 7 million kids across the country. That's amazing. What was it? You know, you just talked about the mission of the company and how it started, but What was it personally for you? Is there a story that made you want to be the co-founder of this? Like, what was the the moment where you said, this problem has to be solved? So there was a group of us who co-founded the organization, and I would say what we all had in common is that sports had a really big impact on our own lives in varying ways. Um, I think for some people, it was competitive sport was a big part of their life for other people. Um, I think sports played a really instrumental role in their social and emotional development. Um, For me personally, um, I honestly have never met a sport I didn't like. Uh, When I was four years old, my dad put a little league hat on my head, and uh, I never looked back. I played everything I possibly could um, after that. And um, I think my coaches and my teammates helped me through some hard times and really um, kept me on a good path as I was growing up. That's amazing. I know you guys have a new campaign coming up that's focused on girls and sports. My listeners know I have a 14-year-old daughter, so I'm passionate about girls and sports. Tell us about that initiative. So our She Who Plays initiative is really focused on uh, good sports creating, uh, making equipment donations to help create uh, new and also make 
sports access to girls equitable. So we're really focused on getting a million dollars worth of equipment into the hands of programs that are giving girls access to play. We're doing this for a couple of reasons. Um, the research is really clear that girls who play sports have better outcomes. Um, socially, emotionally, um, from a professional perspective, from a health and self-esteem perspective. And so we want to make sure that um, that we're paying extra close attention to how we're serving girls. And then in addition to that, um, what we're finding is that girls are dropping out of sports at twice the rate of boys. And so we really want to combat that by making sure that the girls' sport experience is just as high quality as the boys' sport experience. And in many cases, that's not true. You'll, it is not unusual to go into a high school in a high-poverty community and see a girls' basketball team wearing the basketball jerseys that the boys used to wear. Um, they don't fit. They're in terrible condition. And the boys got new jerseys, so the girls got the old ones. Um, and so we're trying to make sure that, you know, girls in sport are not, not second class. They, um, they get just as many benefits and deserve to play just as much as the boys do. I had no idea. I mean, that's an interesting stat that you cite, that girls are dropping out at a rate of twice what, what boys are dropping out from sports. That's, that's a big problem and something that uh, I had no idea about. And it's, and it's really concerning problem. I mean, I, I have three daughters myself, and, uh, and I know the benefits that sports gave to me. Um, and having the confidence to even run an organization that works with Fortune 500 companies, a lot of that confidence came from the experiences that I had on the playing field. And I think that um, we need to make sure that all girls have that opportunity. Yeah, I have so many thoughts on it. I mean, my daughter wants to play on the golf team in, in high school. Finding girls' golf clubs or women's golf clubs is not easy. I mean, you go to the stores and there's men's golf clubs everywhere, but trying to find women's golf clubs or girls' golf clubs, they just don't make very many of them. And, and you know, maybe I'm looking in the wrong places, but I think there's a barrier for girls to get involved in sports that doesn't exist as much with the boys, and, and that's a problem. That's 100% true, and the equipment is an important component, and I will say our manufacturing partners are really working hard to address this issue. Um, it has been historically, you're right, there's been challenges where girls' equipment is just boys' equipment in pink. Right. And um, that is luckily not the case anymore. A lot of manufacturers are really catering to girls and understanding the need now. We're also seeing manufacturers that are tackling some girl-specific problems, um, for example, a lot of girls don't play sports or drop out early because they don't have a sports bra. Um, and that seems like a very simple, uh, normal thing for, for many people. But if you're a girl from a high-poverty community, going out and spending $30 on a, um, a bra is not an option. Yeah. And, uh, and they don't even necessarily know where to go and how to get it. And so we're seeing partners that are really stepping up to try to try to address some of those barriers. How do you incorporate some of the pro athletes and teams that you work with? Because I know in addition to the Nikes and Adidas's and Under Armour's of the world, you have relationships with some athletes and teams that are trying to help. Yeah, uh, the professional sports community has a really um, powerful and meaningful role in the work that we do because 
they have such tremendous influence over the way that kids behave and the choices that kids make, right? They're a, the, the pro sports world, whether it's your hometown team or an individual athlete that you really aspire to, um, to be like, uh, they, that can have a really big influence. And so we work um, closely with a lot of professional teams, both at a geographic level and then also at a sports-specific and national level. Um, some of that is uh, getting back in their local um, cities and states. So we work with the Atlanta Falcons Youth Foundation and the Atlanta United Foundation, um, both on the football side and on the soccer side, as well as across a variety of other sports to make equipment donations all across the state of Georgia, with um, specifically with uh, an opportunity to reach some of those rural counties in Georgia that don't get the kind of attention that the rest of the state might get. We also work with uh, teams on very sports-specific projects. So with Cubs Charities, we give um, $100,000 worth of baseball equipment in the city of Chicago in a single day. Wow. Um, with, the, with the Cubs Associates all doing the picking and packing and distributing of that equipment. Um, so depending on what our team partner is trying to accomplish, we work really closely with them. And then we also work at the league level. We work with MLB, we work with the NFL, and we work with the NBA, all to give um, sports-specific equipment back to um, organizations in the cities across across the country where they have clubs that play. Well, and I'm sure the leagues, teams, athletes, and brands love the fact that Good Sports is a trusted organization and has been around for a while, and you've got a great track record. So a lot of credibility with what you've built and the relationships that you've built. And we're really careful with that. We try to be really transparent and open about the work that we do. Uh, We strive for the highest accountability standards and transparency standards in the industry. So we're a four-star rated um, charity from Charity Navigator. We're a Better Business Bureau um, stamped charity. We're we're really we're trying to make sure that the donor dollar goes as far as it can and gives as many kids an opportunity to play as possible. I know Giving Tuesday is coming up on Tuesday, December third, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. How can people listening to this get involved and make a donation to Good Sports? So there's a couple of ways that people can get involved. And certainly uh, folks can go on our website at goodsports.org and we have a donation opportunity there. So everybody can make a donation from, uh, you know, from the $10 donation to the thousands of dollars donation. Every single one gives another kid a chance to play. Um, and then we also have some really, I think, interesting special initiatives that people can participate in. Um, we have a, a virtual turkey trot where people can uh, sign up to run uh, their race, so one mile or a 5K, and they can run it anywhere and um, and make a donation to Good Sports in, in, as part of their uh, their own athletic endeavor. And then we um, we also have a platform on our website called Equip a Kid. And that gives people the opportunity to scroll through kids' participation in a wide variety of sports and choose what pieces of equipment do they want to donate to a kid this year. Um, So if you're a soccer lover and you want to donate a soccer ball or a pair of shin guards, you can go on our website and literally buy that piece of equipment for a kid who needs it. That's really cool. What if I'm a team, a league, a company? We have a lot of people in sports who listen to this show. What if they want to get involved? Um, you know, on the 
corporate side, uh, we have a wide variety of engagement models for corporate partners. At this time of year, it's not unusual for companies to be doing their end-of-the-year holiday giving, their employee campaign. Um, we encourage companies to reach out to us and talk to us about maybe incorporating good sports as a beneficiary to those campaigns. And, um, you know, that could be wear your jeans day or wear your Santa hat day and, uh, and, and make the proceeds of those donations come to good sports. Um, the Equip a Kid campaign is also a great way for employee giving because then employees can give back specific pieces of equipment to the community. And then we have some more in-depth models where we can create an experience for your company and your employees. Uh, to give back a pop-up warehouse in, in your own backyard with equipment that benefits the, the kids in your community. Melissa Harper, the co-founder and CEO of Good Sports. You can find them online at goodsports.org, or you can follow them on Twitter at Good Sports Inc. Melissa, happy Thanksgiving. Great job with all the amazing work that you're doing, and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Well, as we wrap up this Thanksgiving edition of Sports Business Radio, I'd be remiss not to thank our wonderful sponsors who are with us all year long. Boingo, Mizzen in Maine, ZipRecruiter, and Blinder. Thank you so much for being a part of our Sports Business Radio family. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio.